to the place I from Winterfell Mountain Mama Take me home Welcome to Game of Thrones It's Friday, Eric was singing just then I expect three-part harmony Three-part harmony from you guys, come on well, anyway, it's a good song, and it's a it's a good Friday. Today is a good Friday. I I think it's it's not good Friday, but it is a good Friday. If you know, it's what I'm any saying. Friday, Friday is a good Friday. It's true. The the abbreviation a lot of you guys like to give to our show goo is three quarters of the word good. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> well, that depends on if we ever plan to hit the fourth the, the fourth quarter of that. It's also three quarters of the word goon. Mm, or goof, or uh, goop. We are almost all of those things. And they're all coincidentally very close to what you guys like to call our show. We are 19 chapters into A Clash of Kings. Whoa. And the weeks keep melting by. 2013, 2013. It's, it's, it's leaving us, guys. It's what what go does that bye-bye. even mean? Well, I mean, as far as the chapters, I, I just, I lose track. You know, the whole system, it, it's, it screws with my mind. I, well, there I, are 70 something, like 73 or so. So that puts it in context. Yeah. We're almost a third, third of the way through. I the book. said, so we're probably at about a claw. Of a clash of kings. That's about <laughs> as right far the claw. as we are. Yeah, so we've made it to the claw, everybody that's listening. And thank you for the being with claw. us on Friday. Thank you so much. It's ever knowing. It's the claw. It moves. Eric, you uh, started off the show with a great rendition there. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. I was really trying. It was good. I'm sure you were. Got so Aria. <laughs> Aria. She's Aria on the country is, road. She's on the country road. I'm glad you caught that little reference there. I was thinking about this just as uh, we sat down to record. Um, she's traveling. She's on the, the road. There's only five of them now, and they're all youngins. They're all youths. Or as, uh, what's his face? Joe Pesci would say, youths. <laughs> youths. Youths on the, uh, on the country roads. And, uh, they don't really know where they're going to, but, uh, they may not get anywhere because they are starving to death. Very interesting diet they have. I like to call it the survival food diet. And Arya is doing what it takes to stay well nourished. She's getting plenty of complex amino acids and proteins. And um, in general, it's what is going to be necessary to survive this journey. What I want to know is why was there no mention of... I mean, she gets a bug in this chapter. At one point, I forget if it flies into her mouth. Um, everybody else is really jealous of her. Yeah, she attracts bugs. Is that what you're saying? Well, there, there, there's just no reference. Remember a while ago, she was uh, getting to the point where she was going to shower and she had this crisis because she would, didn't really want to kill all of her friends, a.k.a. the bugs that have like taken up residence in like her body, on her body. Mm. Um, so apparently she must have eaten them all because they are starving and she does not have that luxury anymore. To me, the a couple of things about sort of the beginning of this chapter and the food definitely ties into it. Number one was I thought it's such a stark contrast and there's no no pun intended uh, between between this chapter and the one before with Sansa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at the situation that these two sisters are in and really knowing that if you flipped it around, Arya probably couldn't survive in Sansa's situation and maybe she could have. I'm sure there's an argument there, but Sansa definitely would not have been able to survive in Arya's situation. That's a Good point. And we talked about how brave it was for Sansa to go down, you know, the stairs in the last chapter, but Arya's here fighting for her life and it really kind of turns the Sansa chapter previously up on its, on its head. I think the danger is pretty equal though. What Sansa is facing there at the Capitol, I mean, 
that's, I mean, the smallest move, the smallest gesture, the smallest sentence that ticks Joffrey off the right way. Not to mention she's been physically mistreated, as mm. we've seen with her bruises and stuff. I mean, yeah. obviously they're different, but that is as much a mental game and a mental suffering as she's going through with her hunger here. That's actually a good point. Yeah. It's a um, great point. I do agree with that. The other thing that uh that I wanted to bring up here, though, too, is you know, we have the luxury of knowing because of the fact that we're three seasons into the show that Arya is alive. But if you were reading this for the first time, this is the first chapter that you're getting, you know, after the, the, the fire that she was able to get through crawls out the tunnel, but it kind of leaves you in a situation where you're not entirely certain what condition she's in. Um, you know, at the end of the previous chapter, I, just, I often think about those types of things, kind of going back and reading through again, you know, not, Trying to think, not trying to not have the foresight as much as as you do know what happens, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, well, because um, you're, I think you're questioning whether or not she will actually die because she is, you know, getting closer and closer to death, and we know that George, in particular, doesn't give a crap about killing everybody's favorite characters. He's done it before, but I, I just wonder, would he starve someone to death? My God, I can't imagine. Right? You always imagine these characters. Especially the Starks as going out in huge sword fights or Blackwater Bay or something like that. But if he just writes about a character's slow deterioration into nothingness, that's just, mm -hmm. you know, kind of another angle. And it's terrifying to think that he might go there. But because I haven't read and this is the furthest in the books I've read, um, he may still go there, you know, and yeah. I just don't know it yet. I mean, more so I was referring to the to the previous chapter where she's in that tunnel and you know, she kind of gets dirt, just falls all in around her. She gets the dirt in her mouth and you're... Yeah, you know, she could have been trapped in there for all we know. She could have died. She could have suffocated. That could have been the end of her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's a similar chapter like that in, in Storm of Swords, um, which we talked a little bit about on the, uh, you know, during the Red Wedding, um, uh, yeah. on, the, on the TV show where the mount, or not the mountain, the hound rides her down and takes an axe to the back of her head. And you're not, you, you're as a reader, you don't know, like, what does that mean? You know, you've mm -hmm. just seen Rob die. You've just seen Catalan die. And now all of a sudden Arya could potentially be dead because you don't know, well, did he take the axe all the way through her head? Did he hit her with the like the, the arm part of it? Yeah. You don't know. So George R. R. Martin has that way of ending chapters sometimes and you're you're you don't know if the character is alive or if they're gonna show up, you know, fifty pages later, a hundred pages later. Well I guess what uh brings about this whole situation that they're in is that Kurtz had to go and get an arrow, and I don't know if it was a poison arrow, just hit the right spot um, in his shoulder, and he was actually kind of died heroically, but he was the poacher, and without him, there can be no real gains on the hunting front. So now that they've you know escaped from the fire, as you said, they're just kind of going town to town, but without any real ability. And this is where I think George drives it home, you know, that these are children here. They haven't really been taught how to hunt, how to forage correctly, at least not the kind of, you know, food that that would actually sustain them. And they really are relying on, you know, finding a town that is inhabited. And this is kind of leads them to approach the town when they finally find it, even though they're cautious about who may be in that town, they kind of have to take the chance. There's really no, you know, they keep finding these deserted towns, deserted towns. Once they find one that's inhabited, they really have no choice. <laughs> They've either been deserted from the other people that were able to survive what happened or those people have died. So, mm -hmm. it, and now, like you said, it's just 
the five of them that are left and it's it's almost just like a ragtag bunch of kids like the ones that are outside of my window <laughs> making noise are there five of them because you yeah. should just name them okay that <laughs> one's lamy that one's hot pie yeah. that one's weasel that one's i don't Gendry. know how many i was gonna make a really terrible joke about well when it's bathroom time we'll see which one's aria because she's gonna be hiding and pretending she's a boy uh, but it doesn't fool gendry it doesn't fool gendry i guess we're gonna keep that hellaciously terrible transition but uh yes i i, I was glad that I finally got to see the book version of this standoff that lasted very, very little time when Gendry was finally like, yeah, it's going to be rough to do this because you're a girl, huh? She's like, I'm not a girl. And he's like, well, you definitely are because I'm not stupid and you're definitely a girl. And it turned into the entire conversation that we see on the show. It had a bit of comedy in it as well. Yeah, the yeah. the line where basically he's like, all right, well, if you're a boy, go ahead and take out your cock and piss right now. She's like, I don't really need to piss right now. And he's like, well, you could be a eunuch. She's like, well, you're the eunuch. He's like, I'm a eunuch. <laughs> well, like, then I'll take mine out and pee right now. How does that sound? She told him all formally her name. She's Arya Stark, and she apparently is a lady. Gendry was a little taken aback by this. Gendry did not know. And this is cute. I can finally see what Sansa's, or Selena. I can finally see what Selena's talking about when she talks about Gendry. Because how he handled it was, was just pretty funny. How, and it wasn't necessarily like in jest to her. He legit felt that he had, you know, treated her wrong because of the way he's raised, I guess. It, it's weird where they're on the throes of life and death here and his training kind of comes back to him about you know what to do with ladies how to how to approach them not to speak unless spoken to all this stuff and he's having this conversation with her about what he should and shouldn't be doing to her and she's just trying to you know have him get over it because they're obviously relying on each other to survive he's like i said piss in front of you i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> well with the increased trust and friendship between Arya and gendry especially after this moment the entire move into the town is more dramatic because we've got the heroic spirit of Arya, obviously evident and their movings forward but now she's also worried about gendry because it appears when she was sneaking Gendry was the one who was caught first. I mean, he's just so big, right? I mean, she's the little one who can easily go in and out of trees without being heard, and he's bound to step on a twig or two. And then she makes the unfortunate decision of having to go back and get Hot Pie, and she brings Hot Pie along, and we could all guess what he would end up doing if the situation got a little bit dire. It wouldn't be to yield. <laughs> of course, of course, he can bake bread for them. Well, that was useful. That that's, was that's a useful really skill. Useful. Yeah, that was, he, he has a marketable skill. We found out the hard truth of what happens in this chapter to young people without marketable skills in the world out there. Um, yeah, because you know, unfortunately, Lamy Green Hands, you know, he, he doesn't have a green thumb. He's got green hands, <laughs> uh, so you can't do anything with green hands. You gotta. And and well, furthermore, he has a green thumb. Maybe, he's just you know, expecting to be part of your hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, as a as a trait, you know, maybe garden for them, grow some veggies. He can't do any of that. In fact, he just expects to be carried around everywhere they go. So, nope, <laughs> not gonna happen. He gets a sword in the throat. Boom, dead. Just after he took a spear to the leg, too. It was so sad. I mean, it made so much sense uh, if you're looking at it from a very neutral evil dungeon and dragons perspective you're hanging out with a party of men that don't need a gardener because they're constantly moving but a baker would be useful you know D yeah. donuts with the holes in them the possibilities are endless <laughs> so when lami 
tells them, yeah, I'm going to have to be carried. He took a spear through the leg and he sticks the sword through the throat. I mean, it was like he died all over again from the sadness I saw the first time to the second time here. And it sucks. But I, I like what they did with the bull helmet before. In this case, they just kind of took it from Gendry, which is absolutely more historically accurate. If you have this badass blacksmith helm and this guy that you just captured was the one wearing it, the first guard who gets it and fits in it, it's like a Cinderella story. It's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ching. It's like every video game ever when people are picking up stuff off of like corpses you just slain or pickpocketing people. This is the real life version where you just put it on and his like, he got plus 15 armor off of it. And he was yeah, like, yeah, this yes. is the item found sound from Pokemon. What what would you guys have done, though? I mean, if I was in a similar situation, I'm not going to lie. I probably would have yielded as well. Yeah. I mean, you have to yield like that. Yeah. Yeah. It really just, I don't know. Micah, Micahs don't do too well in this series. We already (laughs) went through that. If it were up to me, um, the situation would need to be honestly defendable. Like I would need to have a, a, a good fighting chance. And as we know from, Every bit of fantasy from movies to book, um, soldiers suck compared to our protagonists. They just are not as good fighters. So <laughs> I think I would put that into account that I could probably take down a few putties on my way to fighting the boss, you know. But if it was too yeah. bad, you have to yield and then you have to be smart and break out of the chains and et cetera, et cetera. It's interesting, though, because look at what they come upon. I mean, what Arya first sees with, with all these people who have basically been torn apart either by you know, birds or by wolves and, you know, their, their bodies are just dangling there or parts of their bodies, you know, not even full bodies are left in, in a lot of the cases. And you have to wonder what's worse, you know, trying to get away and, and maybe making a run for it with the chance that something could happen to you or yielding and looking at the result of what probably happened to other people who yielded. Yeah. If these men had any honor at all, and if they weren't, the, if they were the sort of men who could house a bunch of children, uh, I'm sure they that things would have happened differently. Um, but these, the, unfortunately, these men are like bandits, and they just don't care for that sort of thing. You can yield all you want. Um, so it's a good theory in 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 practice, or in theory at least. <laughs> it's a it's a good theory in theory. In theory but in it's practice, a good theory in theory. In in practice, it just falls flat, unfortunately, for uh, poor Lamy's uh, sake. Mm. It's a hard decision, um, man. I keep thinking about that because if if it, if it was obvious being captured, yielding, that they were just going to kill me anyway, I'm going to take down the guy with the coolest armor first and just try to bring down the rest of them, you know, before they get us. Yeah. But I mean, the whole thing about yielding comes out of their feeling or their argument, which they ask Lamy to stop talking about it, but. Because he's being carried, he has nothing better to do than to talk about how Yorin should have yielded and uh, they wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, so that's a, a little lesson within this chapter, everyone. Mm-hmm. That yield when, when the time is right and don't yield when it's too late. Yeah, don't mention to people that your legs hurt when you're just meeting them. Just try to stand a little straighter. <laughs> don't lead with that. Yeah. Maybe maybe don't lead with that, yeah, Lami. Don't maybe lead with it. Lead that you're a celebrated dyer from the uh, – or a dyer maker as it were. But you mentioned Yorin earlier. We finally got closure uh, as oh. to what happened to him in this chapter too, because um, we probably could have guessed, uh, but uh, it was a little bit vague as to uh, what happened to him. But we now know that, uh, unfortunately, uh, he was killed. Bless Arya for pushing on until she was sure. Um, I mean, he was like their best. She, he was at least her best hope of getting to Winterfell, hands down, no arguments. Um but, you know, she just had to make sure that he was truly gone, truly dead, 
she wasn't as persistent about Serial Pharrell. I think he's still out there, but uh, unfortunately, we can write Yoren off of the uh, maybe list. They made it very definitive in the uh, the TV show, uh, but we didn't get to actually see it happen uh, in the books. There was something else that I was wondering about when uh, when I was reading through it. Gendry actually mentions to Arya that they should leave Hot Pie, Lamy, and and Weasel all behind. He says that they're they're dragging them down. Like we're the only two able bodies that mm-hmm. you know that that can do anything worthwhile right now. And why not just take off then? Why not just go and see what happens? I mean, they're probably going to check out the same town anyway. But chances are, maybe they don't get caught if they try a different route and they just leave the other three behind. Well, he made a solid point. Basically, he said, you and I are the only two with any kind of wilderness skills, and they're, yeah. they're just sort of dead weight. One guy isn't very enthusiastic about physically moving his own body, and the other guy really can't move his leg very well, so we're running into some problems here. Yeah, and when you're put into in a situation that's as extreme as this, there are tough choices like that that they're that we're seeing these characters be forced to make. And even though, or I guess, the decision is made to hang on a little longer to these guys, the reality is if it were really, truly coming down to getting food or not getting food, eating that day or not eating that day, you know, the choice would have been to go with the people who are most qualified. And I think that's just something that you see happen in these extreme, again, these extreme situations um, where people are having to abandon others. And, and it means certain death for someone like Lamy who's injured and cannot you know, safely or, you know, acquire food on his own. So it was really coming to a head, which is, of course, you know, when they find this town, they find these people, there was really no other way that it could go down. They would have ended up with with people probably just as unsavory as these guys. And because they couldn't fend for themselves, they were ultimately killed, or at least Lamy was. Yeah, and the chapter wraps up uh, with them all being caught and, well, Lamy's, you know, unfortunately. Well, Weasel. Weasel gets away, right? Yeah, so an own in and of itself there that uh, that Weasel gets away, but uh, they're now really all the property of the mountain, which is a scary prospect knowing what we know about him. Gendry gets my own because he told Arya that he knew she was a girl. I think he's known for a while, but he was like, hey, by the way, I know that things are about to get more serious, so I'd like to just get this out of the way now, milady. So, yes, you win my own, sir. Ah, well, I'm going to give my own. This is a little bit uh, out of the world kind of thing, but um, I'm going to give my own to Newt from Aliens, <laughs> the little girl Newt, oh, wow. uh, because when I was reading, when I was reading uh, Weasel uh, and her getaway, it reminded me of Newt hiding in the old big alien battle station, uh, you know, on LB426, all on her own. And surviving for months and months and months. So hopefully Weasel fares as much as aliens, as much as Newt did. And eventually Sigourney Weaver will come and save the day. <laughs> well, that leaves you, Micah. Follow that one up. I'm going to try. Uh, we'll see what happens. Can't make any uh, promises, but I uh, have to give it to Arya. Uh, I know it's her chapter, but uh, I don't follow the same guidelines that Eric <laughs> <Damn> does. <Micah. laughs> uh, it's, uh, it was just a really funny line. Uh, and uh, it was when they were talking uh, about Lamy. You know, they were all having a conversation about, you know, the fact that Lamy, uh, you know, can steal. And she just says, well, he's not a very good thief if he got caught. And I just thought that that was typical Arya. <laughs> so, yeah, she owned the dead kid. But what are you going to do? Well, we can't 
dwell on it much because the story moves just like our episodes and just like these weeks. And I still can't get over that. It's another Friday. I think it goes a little bit quicker because we're doing three episodes a week. So it's like, shit, we're here again at yeah. another Friday episode. Yeah. What the that hell was, was that? That was, like, eh. was a small baby in Eric's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they've moved. The kids have now gone from New York to Chicago. <laughs> Enjoy them. No, it's, it's Newt. I'm keeping Newt Oh, here. good. Well, Newt aside, uh, Twitter does exist, and there was some tweets sent out today. We've just given you our owns this week. Now it's time for you to give us your owns. And although I speak in the present tense, the truth is, and the fact of the matter is, you will have already had to have given us your owns for us to read them here. That is <laughs> how it works. I am not sure if you guys knew that. I'm not sure if you're listening to this episode trying to dial in our toll-free number right now to give us your owns. I'm sorry. That's we not have how it works. Number. Yeah, it's, That's not how it Twitter.com slash Game of Owns. Toll-free. <laughs> That's our toll-free. Angie, you know tweet. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, Angie had the foresight yeah. to, uh, to tweet in. <laughs> Uh, to us um, about AMG. this particular chapter. And she says, Gendry's Guide to Proving You're Not a Girl. Step one, pull out your cock. Hashtag yes, please do. Hashtag <laughs> Arya is owned. Oh, oh Angie. Also have one here from Ash T or at the Lady Ash. She says, My lady. Gendry, if you need help, bark like a dog. Arya, that's stupid. If I need help, I'll shout help. In caps. Help. Help. We did get a couple more here. Uh, one from our, our good friend, Pluisa. Ooh. Pluisa. She says, damn crow owned hot pie. And where did Weasel go? Will we ever see her again? I think she's going to ascend to the Iron Throne, honestly. Shantine. Yes. Shantin. Shantine. Or Rhythmic Gypsy. Rhythmic Gypsy on Twitter says, from Aria 5, Gotta give my own to Lamy, who thought everyone would be totally cool with carrying him right till he died. Oh. Poor Lamy. Poor Lamy. And uh, one final one here from Sarah Bennett at Waffles, or Woffles. She spelled it with an O. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. 92. She says, the own of the week goes to me for living so close to filming locations. That's two owns that people have given given themselves these past two episodes. We I, have to we have to stop this trend. I don't we know. Have to she does live pretty close. Look at the sign, Eric. Yeah, that pretty much owns. Yeah, okay. She can have okay, the Okay, it owns. You're right. right. You get people the own. She made she made those and she she stapled them to her uh her post there. <laughs> those look official, boys. Those are official t double the signs when you put two of them, you know it's real. It's the truth. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, you got to like have the double two. tap. Yeah, exactly. we talked about this earlier. Yeah, if you don't have double tap, why are you doing it? Double the signs, double the fun. I like it. And an email here from Miss Mariah Pollock. She says, "Goo, Katniss gets the own for her great climbing of and sleeping in trees. Oh, I mean Arya, not Katniss. My way of saying Arya is a lot like Katniss from Hunger Games, but that could be because I have that series on my mind today. What do you think? Stay gooey, Mariah. Love good. Hmm. I think Katniss is like Arya. If there's a similarity there." Yeah, I think Arya is a little bit more badass than Katniss. Actually. Way more badass than Katniss, though. You know, mi yeah. minus the well, I was going to say minus the psychotic tendencies, but Arya seems to have her violent efforts put in the right direction. Just look at the transformation that happens to Arya's feet in this uh, chapter. Yeah, where she's having to go barefoot. Hobbit that is feet. more of a transformation than I saw in Katniss in all three oh. of those books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets so much hate yeah. for that. Uh, but thank you for submitting, uh, well, that email, Zach, how did that email come in? Do what? How did, how did that person send that email? Where did they send it to? 
contact gameofowns.com. That is right. So if you'd like to uh, send us your owns, just like these great listeners did, you can do so in a number of ways. Isn't that right, Eric? That is right. And just so you're prepared for what we're about to ask of you, let me let you know right now, here it is, that the next three chapters we will be covering are Tyrion, uh, specifically the Tyrion's fifth point of view chapter, Bran's third point of view chapter, and Catelyn's second point, point of, of view, view chapter. chapter. <laughs> Thank you. Catelyn's got to catch up. She She's does. lagging behind. Catelyn's got to get... She doesn't well, have much time left. Tyrion and Arya, I know we've said that Arya's like had a lot, because it seems like every other one is Arya, but apparently she's tied with Tyrion now after uh, the following episode where we do Tyrion. So. But Tyrion's yeah. really like two and a half. <laughs> the short jokes never get old. So those three chapters are next. So as, as Zach mentioned, those are the, the next three chapters that we will be reading uh, in A Clash of Kings. Uh, but for Monday's episode, we do have something... Special planned, a, a guest of, of sorts. A guest. Um, and here is your clue. <laughs> yeah. Zach's cat will be joining I don't us know Zach- on Monday's episode. <laughs> Another more interesting cat with things that you all may be interested in hearing will be joining us, though. <laughs> yes, she will. That side of the pond is busy moving along with things that we'd love to speak about. Yes. So uh, if you have some questions that you'd like to ask cat. Uh, feel free to tweet at us at Game Bones or at Cat Taylor, and we'll talk more about it over the oh, weekend. Oh, I thought it was Cat Stevens. Cat <laughs> Taylor. Okay, there'll be tweets. Well, that and... changes the questions that I'm asking. <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. I was going to ask Cat Stevens the same question. Well, that's Is convenient. That yeah, we'll be asking her a lot about the end of season three. If you remember, uh, we had her on prior to the red wedding, and she really couldn't say a whole lot. Uh, as it related to that particular event. I know she's eager to talk about it, uh, as well as just kind of how season three wrapped up and what she can talk about related to season four as filming is well underway. So any questions related to that and Game of Thrones overall, just send them our way and we will uh, we will share them with her. And hopefully she will be able to answer them. Each and every single one. Uh, also talking about things that we love to speak about, what's new on iTunes? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Eric. Uh, There are a couple of new reviews. Just wanted to uh, go through them here. One from Erica Kiana, who says, I want to be their best friends. Well, you're in luck, Erica, because you are. It's true. (laughs) Yes, there's no application fee. There's no pesky waiting period. Boom. Just by saying you want it to be, it is so. You just have to press download. That's it. That's the one thing. Oh, press download, yes, or hit subscribe. Or press play. Right. Yes. She already got the five stars thing handled. Uh, she went on to say, for anyone who is a fan of the books, the TV show, or both, this is the Game of Thrones podcast for you. The hosts provide great insight into the series, often pointing out things that I missed when reading or watching. The hosts are awesome, too. I wish I could be best friends with all of them. Episodes come out three times a week, so you always have plenty of content to listen to and enjoy. So don't hesitate. Hit that subscribe button now. So she's she's on top of it. Hit it. Also, one here from Jamaris Pena, who says, Hi, you guys are the best. That's a uh, Hi. short and sweet. I like it. Hi. That's a shocking superlative. I like that. Hello. And finally, from DK1331. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Could be Diddy. Could be. It could be yeah. Diddy. Are you Diddy? Well, is it capital or not? 
It is a capital. Is it Diddy? Uh, but the Diddy. K is lowercase. Is it Puff Daddy? Keep going. That's weird. And uh, they write in with the title, New Life for an Epic Tale. Mm. I've listened to every episode of this podcast, watched every episode of the show, and read every book, and keep coming back for more. Wow. The intelligent and fun approach this podcast uses enhances the tale spun by George R.R. R. Martin, creating a living companion to what I've already experienced. I greatly appreciate the feeling of realizing new insights and re-experiencing the story in a way I have not with many other fictions in my own fandom. Normally, I might have ended my daily excitement for a series, but Goo gives my excitement new life every week. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, DK. Thank you. Very nice review. So uh, that that wraps up the reviews uh, for this week. Uh, you know, appreciate all the uh, the great feedback uh, that the listeners are providing on Twitter, Facebook, email, uh, and iTunes. It is the month of August, so nothing less than five stars is acceptable. There we go. You heard it That's here, folks. tagline. I feel like every, we wait for it every episode. <laughs> um, yep. And of course, uh, you know, in addition to the iTunes reviews, we do enjoy reading your comments on winnerscoming.net. Um, there's always a great one or two about Stannis or, or Hodor. Or you know, after like 140 episodes, whatever we're at, 131, man, you guys, I'm starting to think <laughs> that uh, I spend more time with you guys than I do with my girlfriends. So. All right. <laughs> the, you know, the string's getting louder. They're I really so loud that I can even tell you I'm Zach. Please Gosh. come back on Monday, guys. We love you. Bye. I'm Eric. More John Denver coming. Have a good weekend. <laughs>